It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Okay, we are back. Welcome once again to the playground rules. Hey, Eric, how are you doing? Hey, buddy, I'm good. It's been a little while, huh? Yeah, it's been a minute. It's my fault. I screwed up last week, and I'm well. I didn't screw up. My work screwed up and screwed me up. I'm you really sorry. Kind of, you both kind of screwed up a little bit. I was so frantic and flying by the seat of my pants that I forgot to give you the courtesy of letting you know what was going on, and I apologize. Yeah, I've definitely had that happen where it's like suddenly everything else is just out of your mind because you wake up like in a crazed, yeah. you know, yeah. rush. A crazed rush. That's uh, very accurate. And I owe an apology to another good friend who made himself available last week and suffered through my absence and has uh, kindly agreed to join us again from the um, rolling green hills of Arkansas. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, sorry. I should say my name. My name is Herb. Uh, <laughs> but I'm in, the, I'm in the middle of introducing our mutual very good friend. Steve. Hey, Herb. Great hey, to be here. Steve, you gotta you gotta keep that energy up, buddy. It's what I'm it's what I'm known for. Yeah, yeah. He's, I feel like he'll be a, the most metered. You know, the, between the two of us, there's enough energy. We don't need more energy. We'll be I'm fine. Sure. And I was just joking, but um, I'm guessing he has the hottest of takes, joshing around. So Steve is a playground rules super fan. <laughs> have you right. ever listened to I, the show well herb told me about it well months ago actually but then he told me the actual name of the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago and then i listened to the whole back catalog over the course of those two weeks and wow. I'm, I'm good to go yeah i listen to more of the show that's true at all <laughs> <laughs> i listened listen to one episode, episode. <laughs> you've still listened I, to more of the show than i have <laughs> Good gosh! And I heard there was a, I heard there was a Star Trek episode out there I have to listen to too. Or I, I didn't hear that. I was intrigued by the opinions. I yes, heard, yeah. Uh, actually, last I would love for you to weigh in because you've seen every episode of Deep Space Nine and, and Next Generation. Uh, probably the biggest disagreement that we've had over the course of the, the year that we've been doing this podcast now is uh, I'm a TNG guy, and Arik is a Deep Space Nine guy. W- where do you fall? Well, next generation, obviously. <laughs> when, when I was listening to the podcast, yeah, yeah. I couldn't quite. I think. I think in the most recent episode, you guys didn't actually say what Arik's opinion had been. It was just that it was different than than Herb's. Yeah, and it never even occurred to me that anybody could possibly think that Deep Space Nine was the best series. I thought maybe it was the original series that <laughs> Arik really liked. You know, some there other is a large number of people. There are a large number of people out there who who believe that Deep Space Nine is the best, but they tend to be less hardcore Star Trek fans. I think is where that divide happens. Like people, I've seen all of Next Gen as well, and uh, and it's great. Uh, I just like Deep Space Nine better for various reasons. It's that like I people that aren't Metallica super fans who think that like Saint Anger <laughs> is their best album. Oh my god! <laughs> Stop it with this nonsense. There, you know, there are. Like quantitative metrics that that put D Space Nine as better than TNG. What, what are these quantitative number of metrics? Hugo Awards won? Number of you know various like awards for writing and science fiction and stuff like that. As far as I know, D Space Nine did better than. Would you say that a a, a 
band that won three Grammys is better than a band that won zero Grammys? Uh, uh, yes, those are totally comparable in every way. I believe they are. I don't believe they are. I'm saying that um, the problem with the Grammys is that it it if a band that won three Grammys in a specific genre might be more recognized than a band that won less Grammys in that genre. Mm-hmm. Right. Cross genres, you obviously wouldn't make that comparison. But if two sure. bands are trying to do the same thing, uh, it wouldn't mean that one was better than the other because better is a personal taste. But it would mean that one of them had been more recognized for quality than the other. Hmm. All I'm saying is that the Hugo Awards don't speak for me. No, and they don't have to. You know what I mean? That's okay. Cool. Um, uh, yeah. We have a lot I'm of stuff here. to talk about today, so we shouldn't do too much. Uh, too much. Shooting the, the bull. Shooting the breeze. In the breeze, there you go. I knew there was a way to do it, but I couldn't remember what it was. Thank you. I do want to mention, though, that I'm going to see a show tonight that I'm so excited for. Which movie? Which show is that? It's uh, the guitar player from Blur, Graham Coxon. Oh, yes. You told me about this. Oh, I am so excited. You know, he's made like eight solo albums, and I think they're all wonderful. He hasn't played in the States in like 15 years. Oh. Are you a Blur guy? I love Blur. And I know you don't like Blur because they're a obvious choice for like the best Britpop band. And I'm sure you're going to tell me how the Soup Dragons are actually better. <laughs> I do. I do like the Soup Dragons. Best Britpop yeah, of course band. Maybe, you do. maybe Kaniki. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I, I don't. You know who I like? You know who I don't like is, uh, is, is I'm not a big Pulp fan. Really? Yeah. And, and I, it's, I don't know why. They seem like they would be totally my, my jam. Yeah, they do. And I don't. I, I like a couple songs, but I've never found my way uh, in on 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 pulp. And I, I I think I blame myself, not pulp, on that one because it really just feels like it should it should be. Oh, I like Elastica. That might be my favorite Britpop band. Oh no, what am I talking about? Oasis is clearly the greatest Britpop band of all time. Interesting, Scroggs. What's your uh, favorite Britpop band? So I have a fun, funny little story about Oasis. So I went out this morning at like eight to like i don't know take out the trash or something and somebody had pulled their car up in the parking lot there's like a little development across the street from us and they had like a little white uh car and they had the doors wide open and they were blasting wonder wall it like <laughs> must have been <laughs> top volume it was very very strange there's this uh pandora playlist that plays at my work and wonder wall is on it so i hear it a few times a week mm. and Initially, and I do love Oasis. I think those yeah. first two albums are masterpieces. Oh, um, the first album, man, so good. It's excellent, yeah. But uh, Wonderwall is obviously kind of it's it was so it's played overplayed. out. Yeah, it's overplayed, over sentimental, saccharine. But I've kind of come to a point of like a Stockholm syndrome with it. I love it. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I've never stopped loving it. It's not my favorite song by by Oasis, but I I think it's a like a great song. Before, there are definitely songs you you can like and just never really listen to because you, for sure, yeah, aren't that excited to hear them, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like I describe half the Beatles catalog that way at this point in my life. Like I just don't really ever need to listen to it, but I love it, love it. I'm trying to decide now what my favorite Oasis song is, and I think it's either uh, "Live Forever" or "Don't Look Back in Anger." Wow, I thought you were going to go with some deep cuts. No, no, no. I'm I'm an Oasis like uh, like pop fan. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, Supersonic, like you know, Wonderwall, Champagne Supernova. But I really, I think Live Forever might be my favorite Oasis. Song. I think my That's favorite is Some Might Say. That is that also uh, a great song. Um, oh, what's the song off? They had like one good song on the third album. What is it? Uh, there was a 
couple good songs on the third album. I'm not sure which one you'd be referring yeah, to. I can't remember. I'm going to look at the track list. A couple of trash quick. ones, too. Um, yeah, that album starts to be where they fade. Before we put a pin in the uh, the Britpop discussion, though, I just want to make sure you, you're you familiar with the rivalry that Oasis and Blur had and how much those two bands hated each other, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Very, uh, very entertaining uh, thing to research on the internet if you're not familiar what? with it. Yeah, they were almost uh, almost totally lined up. I think Blur uh, came out a little earlier, and they both. I mean, Oasis, I guess, kind of was irrelevant a little uh, more suddenly, but I think they dissolved at about the same time. Although Blur did have that uh, reunion album. There is a uh, an article on Spin that you can uh, look up about who won the last twenty years between uh, Blur and Oasis. It's obviously Blur. uh they do it year by almost year by year uh and uh uh i'm not i don't i shouldn't spoil the end right uh i mean is it really i mean i guess spoil it (laughs) overall victor oasis 12.5 to 9.5 well there are those metrics that you love so much yeah that's me it must it must be nice (laughs) to live in a world where everything is so quantifiable and unequivocal and (laughs) <laughs> it would be that would be nice yeah cool um i just wanted to say quickly this kind of is like segueing into the basketball talk okay and first of all any non-basketball anyone wants to discuss we covered star trek we covered brit pop anything you want to bring that's up steve it. no that's about it right that's yeah, I think that's it, every, yeah. Every, what what could one even talk about <laughs> <laughs> um so I was hanging out with uh, some friends. Uh, oh, I thought you were about to name drop. <laughs> I was hanging out with Liam Gallagher. <laughs> my friend Liam. My other friend Noel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure those guys are in the same room quite often these days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was, I was hanging out with some friends, and uh, I was wearing my brand new Jason Tatum jersey. Yeah. And uh, they were like, oh, you like basketball, and, and um, this woman is from SoCal. Like, nah. Sorry? <laughs> you were like, nah, not really. Yeah, that's hilarious. Arik, you know... Thank you. If, I'm here for the fun. If you're going to interrupt, it better be worth it, and that was totally worth it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so she's from SoCal, and she's like, oh, I'm a Lakers fan. And I was like, yeah, okay. we kind of started talking about the upcoming scene, season, and... Uh, you know, we've we have discussed on the podcast this phenomenon of these uh, strange Lakers fans who have been vandalizing uh, LeBron uh, imagery in L.A. because yeah, they, they yeah, the anti-LeBron Lakers fan who makes no sense to either of us. It doesn't make any sense, and uh, my assumption was that these were extremely irrational, emotional people. And I was talking to this friend of mine, and she's a lawyer. She's very very smart. You know, uh, I sound like Donald Trump. Very, really very do. smart. Sorry, she's been she's been doing better and better. <laughs> so, I was like, "Are you excited for the season?" And she's like, "Well, she's like, I don't really like LeBron. I like Kobe." And I'm like, "It it was in, it was an interesting window into that mentality because it's like you're you're smart enough to understand that Kobe doesn't play basketball anymore, and you now have the." <laughs> best basketball player in the world and you still somehow find this disappointing it's it's incredible there is nothing more irritating to the fans of 28 other franchises than like the 
annoyances of the Lakers and Celtics fans, right? Yeah. Like, and right, and right now it's definitely the Lakers. And it's like you literally just, as you said, just got the best basketball player, one of the top basketball players in the history of basketball, and certainly the best player right now, came to your team for nothing. Or you gave up nothing. And, uh, and you're upset about it because somehow that's going to hurt the legacy of another one of the top all-time players who played for your franchise when you've had like 10 other top players in basketball history. It makes zero sense. And I also I want to say I think it will last about a week once the season actually starts. Just to be devil's advocate. Sure. I do get the sense that there is this sort of feeling that Kobe earned his stripes as a Laker, and LeBron is kind of like just uh, usurping the prestige of that organization. And maybe that's where a little bit of the reticence uh, comes from the fans. I would argue that the Lakers are usurping the prestige of LeBron James at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like they needed him way more than he needed them. Sure, sure. Additionally, I, I think it's Kobe. I think it's insecurity about Kobe's legacy. Myself, I mean, mm. they want to think of him as like the best player of all time, and I just Which think not. that the fact that he's not and LeBron could arguably could be, yeah, is probably just something that, that gives people a little bit of insecurity there. That's a really good point, Scroggs. You're uh, you're good at this. By the way, I was going to only call you Steve, and I've called you Scroggs twice already. That's yeah, you already his, messed it up. That's his nickname. Do you want me to bleep it out? Is it okay if we use Scroggs? No, no, go ahead. I thought it was kind of weird when you called me Steve. At the beginning, so. <laughs> I, I found it very weird, and it was going to make me basically not able to talk to you throughout the entire show. <laughs> All right. We're just going to call you Scroggs or whatever. Um, I mean, you know, we, we had this, we lightly touched on this discussion previously, but like, you know, wh- how different would Kobe Bryant's legacy be right now if, uh, if if the Colorado situation had happened now, as opposed to when it did. Oh yeah, that was I mean? a, that was something we talked about at length in our last yeah. podcast. So I mean, like I don't know, LeBron. Like I I understand that there are sports reasons to dislike LeBron James, but like yeah, Lakers, yeah. these these Lakers fans are being ridiculous. Measuring them up to each other as human beings, it's not even close. No. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Remind me, was there ever a Le- like a season where LeBron and the Lakers like bet- butted heads in some really meaningful way? Not really, because no. when LeBron went to the finals, it was uh, right the before Spurs. the Lakers got Pau Gasol and had that last like uh, championship cal- caliber like mini dynasty, and then he didn't join the Heat until. The, it, it was like the the year after the Lakers last won the title, they just completely imploded. That's where they got, uh, I think, swept by Dallas. Um, yep. In, so, in 2011. Yep. Yeah. So when LeBron was kind of like sort of took over the league in the uh, in the early 2010s, the Lakers were kind of on their way out. Yeah. As was Kobe. Yeah, they they missed each other in in almost every meaningful way. I mean, they played regular season games, All Star games, things like that, but they never really went up against each other in anything that mattered. Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. I mean, who, yeah, who cares? Uh, <laughs> who cares? Who um, cares? <laughs> before, okay, so first of all, we're going to, we have Scroggs on as an expert. Um, yes. And we're gonna, what is his expertise? We're, we're going to discuss the area that he's an expertise in. Should we do the quick hits first, though, or do you want to do the expert stuff first? Well, we can do the quick hits. Let's do the quick hits. Um, yeah. Great. Uh, first of all, has anyone watched any preseason basketball yet? No. Nope. Have you? Yeah. Nice. Who did you watch? I watched a little bit of both of the two Celtics games that have happened so far. 
In fact, one of them is happening as we pod, so that's how committed I am to this podcast. Um, and then I watched a little bit of the uh, Raptors, uh, uh, Raptors uh, Trailblazers. Wow. Which i got to say, I think the Raptors are going to be pretty good. If, uh, yeah, people are pretty excited about uh, Kawhi looks healthy. I he heard. looks healthy. He looks good. He looks scary. I'm very scared. They took a risk, and I think it was a really smart one. Like, even if he leaves after this year, like, where were the Raptors going? Yeah. Yeah, it was time to re-up. Yeah. I think after I ask this question, people will realize Max Pertice is not preseason NBA. <laughs> but what, in what way do teams approach these preseason games? Do they, is it like the NFL where they start the starters for, like, a few minutes, and then they move to the backups? Is that A little bit more. Um, Depends on the team, they'll really. They'll play... T- they tend to, yeah, the teams have different approaches, but I'd say, like, sort of the baseline approach that these teams have is they'll play uh, the first half almost like a tr- traditional game for them or what they expect it to be. They'll experiment a little bit with lineups and things like that, and then in the second half, you'll start to see end of the bench guys and then people who they hire for the preseason that will never play in the NBA. Yeah, they give it a little run to some people. It's sort of a spring training vibe a little bit. It's a combination of things. It's kind of it's kind of weird. It's why I don't really care because like no one's really trying that hard. I mean, it's cool to see like uh, you know, new guys like seeing people in the uniforms and seeing them run around. I don't even know if LeBron, for example, is going to play any uh preseason. A lot they, of they were a lot s- of vets don't. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just so eh, starved for basketball and like seeing Gordon Hayward running around on the court all spry. Oh man, oh, feels for so real. Good. Um, speaking of baseball, uh, how crazy is this NL playoff thing? Uh, just that it's coming down this late in the... There's two, two single game, uh, single, uh, face-off, what, what am I trying to say? There's two games in advance of the wild card game to determine what the wild card will be and whether or not two teams will get in. So there's like the wild card games are this week, and then in the NL they have two other one offs before the wild card. Game. Oh yeah, the 163rd game is always fascinating. Yeah, two in the same season is that is that more common than I uh, feel like? It I've is? seen two before, but two it, it is I think uncommon. There have been two before. Two in but... the same conference. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, it is. It, the NL was kind of you know clearly the the more competitive or the closer conference. This season, right? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the AL conference or playoff standings were pretty much locked in before the last season was over. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, the way that my Mariners fell apart was so Mariners-y. I'm sorry, buddy. Scroggs, you're a big yeah. baseball fan. Am I am I overemphasizing this? No, I think it's yeah. I mean, it's, I think the down to the wire nature is interesting, and also um, just that the Cubs and the Dodgers were supposed to be really dominant. The Dodgers, especially, and I think for the Rockies to have caught them is I think really weird as well. Hmm. Um, it's, it's shades and, of 2007, huh? Yeah. You know, but I watched the twins game today uh, and got a, got pretty emotional in there cause it was uh, Joe Maurer's last game. So. Oh wow. Oh wow. Is he retiring? Well, he hasn't said for sure, but he like came out and caught for a pitch, which he oh. hasn't done five years. So sure. wow. You could kind of tell, you know, I'm sorry, but crazy. Yeah. So, did you watch because it was his last game, or do you? I know you're a, a huge Twins fan, and maybe we're playing your hand a little early as far as your area of expertise. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say I felt I, I, I probably would have watched a little bit, um, 
just because it's the last game of the season and mm-hmm. I do like baseball so much, but it's you know been a very disappointing season. And do you um, tend just, to kind of check out once they're they're mathematically eliminated? I wouldn't say that, but this year the team has played a lot of players in the past couple months that are just like journeymen, mm-hmm. unrecognizable type of guys, mm, uh, sure. and, and they're not really in contention. And I think also just the AL not being competitive really, like they're not really playing interesting teams yeah. very much. So, like it's a lot of there's been a lot of White Sox and Royals like you know, who cares kind of series sure. recently. Sure. When did the, when did the twins last make the playoffs? Like 20, last year, 17 last year. Yeah. 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 Well, they, the wild they card. did the wild, wild card, card game. Yeah. yeah. We are that now was a crazy game. There was like a home run on the first pitch. Yeah. They went up five, nothing. Well, they have this just terrible record against the Yankees and everybody, they went up five, nothing in the first inning and everybody thought they were going to finally break that. And then they immediately gave up the lead in the same. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, it's been 17 years since I've seen a playoff team in in uh, in Seattle. So, <laughs> you know, well, uh, I got no complaints. Everything's <laughs> pretty good from over here. Um, yeah, I'm glad that the Red Sox did not come close to breaking the Mariners' single season wins uh, record. That made me happy. Congratulations. Thank you. I got to hold on to something because the Yankees did break the record for most home runs in a season, which the Mariners held. Wow, I did not realize that. Um, yeah. At this point, I think if you're superstitious to any degree, you kind of don't want to have a regular season wins record because none of the teams in the professional sports that hold that record won a title in the year that they obtained the record. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, It is pretty crazy. So let's talk about some basketball stories. Uh, So uh, J.R. Smith, uh, NBA champion... Six man of the year. Uh, Six color- man of my heart. <laughs> Colorful character. Uh, he has a tattoo on the back of his right calf uh, for a brand called Supreme, which I have to confess, I have no idea what the brand is. What? Seriously? What, what, what do they do? They, they're a skate brand. They're incredibly popular. Like the, the, their stuff like sells out. I mean, they have like. They'll put out like their logo on a on a bag, and people will like be waiting in line for eighteen hours for it. Like, do they, they have their own shops? Do you go to the Supreme store, or do other outlets sell that uh, stuff? They do have their own shop, uh, at least one in uh, New York. Let's see, they have uh, they have their own shops. They have looks like they have six shops: New York, Brooklyn, Los Angeles, London, Paris, and Japan. But then they also have, um, oh, they have like six shops in japan that's crazy but then they also sell their stuff at various other kinds of like shoe shoe um outlets and things like that like, there could you get a supreme skate thing shops. at like a target uh that uh, level of of access i'm not sure about but they are wildly i mean they they they, they did like a billion dollars in business it uh, last year they were wildly popular. i just didn't really know what it was like, yeah it's that red, Sparks, red did you know this company white supreme I, I had never heard of it until i saw the tattoo right and I, I guess i kind of also had the same reaction you did but yeah i never heard of it before really yeah so they've so. done stuff with nike vans etc etc levi's etc uh, et and lots of artists like it's 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 one of the they've been around since like the 90s it's one of the more popular i, I would say it's, since it's the 90s? been wow yeah i would say it's been more popular uh recently uh because it um is really popular with a certain segment of the hip hop community but like mm-hmm. um it's it they've been big for a long time yeah i mean it's i mean it's not that crazy neither of you as far as i know were really skaters but um, i was definitely not <laughs> <laughs> i i was 
but uh, um, but yeah, so they've been they've been around for a long time. Yeah, but they're they're very very popular um, and very. You'll see that logo on everything. Like a lot of people have phone cases and things like that. So yeah, I just picture some like young person listening to this podcast and hearing me say that and say to heck with this. <laughs> I don't think we have any young people listening to this podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, uh, J.R. Smith uh, has uh, this tattoo on the back of his leg. And the NBA uh, has told him that if he doesn't cover it up, they're going to fine him. Um, I think it's pretty messed up. Like, I know they're not, like, a a sponsor partner with the NBA, but, like, uh, it's not like it's offensive. It's just, it's a tattoo. I don't know. This is interesting. This is maybe, like, uh, this is going to be one of those, like, seminal conflicts that sort of uh, uh creates a new law when when there's nothing that really is there to to uh there's you know tattoo rights <laughs> in sports <laughs> leagues there's not a i think lot it's gonna that. be more and more common this I mean, kind of know, conflict yeah i mean i i remember uh, carmelo anthony has that wb tattoo mm-hmm. uh, that was which, fine right? which was well apparently it was not fine at first and then they kind of made it fine but he, I mean, that's for West Baltimore. I think the problem is that J.R. Smith may have done some kind of collaboration with Supreme on an actual, like, brand level. And so that's the issue. It's it's a little... But you can sign a shoe deal with whatever company you want. Yeah, I don't know what the problem those is. Shoes. Yeah. It feels very NFL-ish to me. Like, yeah. not very NBA. Typically, the NBA is more ahead on things like this. I, I don't know. I think we'll... I think we'll see this get addressed, but I imagine there's there's got to be more to this than we know because it doesn't make a ton of sense. Scroggs, what do you think? Yeah, I. Well, when, did, when did he get the tattoo? Is it a recent thing? I Very guess it recent. must have been in the off season. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be a backstory, that, like you know, some discussions that didn't go well or something mm. like that. Because yeah, I, I, I agree. It sounds like an overreaction, you know. I think it's super messed up, and I rarely, I can't, I, if you had told me, like, a week ago that I was about to take J.R. Smith's side on something, <laughs> I would totally you were crazy. Uh, well, we love how passionate you are about tattooing, so maybe that's... Yeah, and also J.R. Smith. I mean, you know, you were the best man at his wedding. All right, guys, take it easy. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Cavs, and I actually lost this story, so I can't read the quote, but uh, Tristan Thompson said something extremely funny. Where is it? Um, uh, Tristan Thompson basically came out and said that... Uh, that tell... is a big deal. Sorry? That is a big deal. It was a bad, another bad joke. I'm really on fire with these bad, snipey jokes today. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I really don't know what to do with you sometimes, Rx. Scrooge, <laughs> you see what I deal with? Uh, here we go. That fun diversion gave me some time to find the article again. Um, right, I do this. I'm here for you. <laughs> so uh, he says that. Oh shoot! Oh, here we go. Uh, we're still four-time Eastern Conference champions. So until you take us down from that, teams ain't got much to say. Boston, Philly, they ain't got much to say. Boston had home court game seven and lost. Philly. You guys almost got swept. Toronto, we know that story. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I think I he love really it. believes this stuff, and it's like... <laughs> I love it. I think, you know, listen, obviously they are going to be, they're almost certainly going to be awful. 
Do you but, think? Do you think they? What would you say is the percentage chance that the Cavs make the playoffs this year? Uh, in the East, still pretty low. Scroggs, twenty twenty five percent chance. Yeah, I would have said fifteen to twenty. Well, I would say that I I probably agree with you guys. Fifteen to twenty five sounds about right. Um, yeah. they're they're clearly uh, looking up. You know, maybe not from the gutter, but not that much. <laughs> from the gutter. Maybe <laughs> not. I said maybe not from house. the gutter, but like you know, they're they're pretty low. Like the yeah. the, the Raptors, the the all the teams he mentioned are all clearly uh, significantly better than the Cavs. Um, yes. Yeah. Of I guess it is. It's just funny because we talk about this all the time. Just like the amount of confidence that you have to have to to be an athlete, and there's like you know, 450 players in the NBA and 425 of them think they're the best player in the entire league. Um, it's just like the nature of, of being that successful in, in uh, professional sports. But it's just, it's so hilarious sometimes when it uh, <laughs> it presents itself in a way like When that. it's so out of touch with reality. Yeah. Yeah. I Like I said, I love it. I think it's good, you know, it's going to be a hard road ahead for that team. I, I don't know that they're ever going to be, you know, I mean, well, ever is a long time, but you know, I don't think that the, there's going to be a lot of bright days in Cleveland for a pretty long time now. And I don't think they're going to win three of the four number one overall picks again. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, it's nice to have something to, to care about. Maybe he's echoing, maybe he's echoing what the um, management or coaching is saying. Like maybe that's been a talking point. In terms oh, of, sure. That's that, a good point. Yeah. Like we can still do the, this. Guys. That's the team message, and he's kind of just telling the party line. Yeah. yeah. How long do you think Ty Lue will be there? Hmm. I think it depends. I think if he wants to, he can probably stick around a little bit. Um, yeah. But, Does he uh, Doc Rivers his way out of there? Well, yeah. I think. I mean, the first thing I thought of was like Miami and and Eric Spolstra, and uh, I guess the difference there is like Miami is not as dysfunctional as Cleveland tends to be, and also. Uh, uh, Eric Spolstra is probably a, uh, I don't want to say a much better coach, but Eric, Eric Spolstra is like one of the great coaches in the NBA. And, and Ty Lue uh, is certainly accomplished, but uh, I guess we'll, I'll guess we'll see what he can do when he doesn't have, you know, Jesus basketball playing on his team. Yeah, we'll learn a lot and, this year. And he more, he more clearly like has his role because of LeBron, right, than Spolstra did. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Spolster yeah. was the coach when LeBron came into Miami. Uh, and LeBron then, wanted him fired. Yeah, he tried to get him fired, but it's not as dysfunctional of an organization. And then, uh, then he got David Blatt fired in Cleveland, and they hired Ty Lue. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's move on to another story because I want to hit everything today. We have such a wealth of uh, uh, topics today. Um, just a quick shout out to uh, Shaquille O'Neal's son. Ah, uh, oh, this is sad news. Yeah, it's missing a year of, of basketball. His first first year in college, and he's having heart surgery, and and hopefully he'll be uh, he'll be okay. Get well soon. Come back. He's he. I've seen highlights of him from high school. He looks like he's actually legitimately really good. It's hard to tell when you're watching high school players. Um, but he's a four star recruit. Yeah, he could be, he is... could well play in the NBA. Oh yeah. For sure, he's you know he's not the top top top, but he's he's very good. He's certainly not looking up from the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, quote a uh, to coin a phrase, yeah. 
Uh, this should be a fun one. Um, so, okay. Uh, Kevin Durant, uh, was talking about, uh, why he's never been given uh, a lot of consideration in defensive player of the year voting. Apparently there was, uh, there was some stat that someone brought up to him. It was like very, uh, one specific defensive stat that he, uh, did very well in and ranked very high in last year. And someone was like, how come they never talk about you when this comes around? And he said, I mean, it's just pure hate for me, obviously, and no appreciation for my real skill for the game. Uh, yeah. Um, the Kevin Durant tour of everyone hates me and no one respects me continues on that post. Yeah. You, you had this feeling like last year at a certain point that Kevin Durant had sort of gotten over all the, uh, the ill will that has come his way since he joined the Warriors. Yeah. Um, it seems to not be the case. Uh, no, it seems like I over, uh, overreacted to his appearance on, uh, on the BS report. Yeah. That in hindsight seems pretty staged. Um, uh, I don't think it was staged. I think he's just a guy who, who goes through different, like, like I'm probably more charitable towards him than you are. I just think he's a, a younger, you know, well, not, he's not that young, but he's like just a guy with, who just struggles with a bunch of confidence issues always has, as far as we know. And he has times when he's doing better and times when he's doing worse, but it's just sad. I just feel bad for the dude. Like, you know, it, it. Some of this. I mean, you know, this isn't quite the lows of Twitter burner accounts and things like that. But yeah. a lot of this stuff is just really sad to me. Like, I just, I just hope that Kevin Durant uh, someday comes to peace with, 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 with who he is and what his life is. Um, just because it seems, I, I would hate to be dealing with the things he's dealing with and have the same microscope on me that he does. It just provides so many opportunities to make really unfortunate. Uh, statements and have really unfortunate actions and he's not hurting anyone but himself which is why for me it's just sad it is kind of weird that like um i feel like you know i i didn't like him joining the warriors and i i don't like that team and uh all that stuff but you know i would acknowledge that he's obviously he's been you know just a, a a singularly great talent he's he's the best player they have he's He's uh, never been anything short of, like, a top four player in the league since, like, like his, like, third season. You know, he's he's amazing. Um, that he, he I, I, you know, I don't think he's exaggerating. I think he genuinely believes what he's saying when he says they hate me and they don't appreciate my game. And it's just kind of, it's so weird because I feel like when you, when you look at the landscape of basketball coverage, there's very little, little, people especially in the mainstream media that speak very negatively about kevin durant yeah Yeah, i would say he's actually quite well liked if not almost beloved by by most writers and fans and whatever whatever what do you think scruggs yeah i I think rx discussion there was really good uh well that makes one of us (laughs) (laughs) oh we get you really want to perpetuate this idea that you're mean to me Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I have I have very complex like uh, feelings about the way he went to the Warriors, um, you know, and I guess the kind of the bully in me would say that that if he didn't want this kind of you know scrutiny and criticism, he shouldn't have made that move. But um, at the same time, like I'm with her, but I don't like the Warriors very much. I don't like this incarnation very much. But uh, I I understand his decision to to go there. So um, yes, it's hard for me to be too 
too critical of him, but I also have a hard time putting myself in his shoes and, sure. and feeling so um, kind of put upon by the world. It's going to be an interesting season uh, with all that stuff. It sure is. Um, cool. So, what do you make? Wait, before we move on, what do you make of him signing another short-term deal? I mean, there was that article about how he knows what he's doing. Who cares in his position about the money and because he's going to make it anyway and the flexibility? And I agree with all that, but what, I just was curious what you think. I don't really know what to make of it. Like, you know, obviously a lot of people are reading a lot into that and saying, oh, he's going to be a Nick next year. This has been his plan all along. What a dumb plan, if that's true. I get the sense that he's kind of in a whirlwind right now. I think he doesn't really know what he wants, like, in the coming years, and I think he's sort of leaving his options open, Um, which maybe isn't, like, a terrible idea. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? What, what do you think about that? Who are you asking? I'm asking <laughs> I, I, whoever wants to answer. Krog, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to take this one? I, I have no opinion. <laughs> Great. Moving on. Um, so glad to have you here, buddy. <laughs> so, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar... Uh, one of the five best players of all time, the all-time leading NBA scorer, uh, very uh, uh, intelligent, articulate, uh, and uh, uh, progressively-minded player, wrote a Sherlock Holmes novel, writes great articles for magazines. He's going to be a writer on um, the Veronica Mars reboot. I just like... Uh, I just find what's this... the backstory there? Is he a, is he a huge fan or is this uh, well known? I don't know actually. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know a lot about this other than basically what I just said. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be. I, I don't. I'm so fascinated by this whole thing. You know, there's a lot of. I mean, Netflix has done this a lot. You know, finding these shows that. Uh, were kind of beloved, had a fan base, but didn't quite work on network television for whatever reason. I think Veronica Mars had either two seasons or three seasons. Uh, it's coming back to Hulu, and it's apparently going to be a more adult take. They, there was a um, Kickstarter-funded movie, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, and apparently it's 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 going to be. It's not really a reboot; it's a continuation, just on a different uh, network. It's. It's fascinating to me. The whole thing is fascinating to me. Like, I don't... I mean, Kristen, Be- Chris, Kristen Bell is obviously killing it with The Good Place. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, like, all over the place. I, I, it's just kind of interesting. The whole thing's interesting to me. And then you tell me that uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is going to be a writer. And I, I, it is a surprise. But I say, you know, good for him. Like, No, it's great. I mean, it's, I, I, it makes me way more likely to actually watch some of this show. Yeah, I I tried with Veronica Mars. I remember when it was on; it was extremely popular um, in a way that, like, uh, what was that one with Nathan Fillion that everyone loves? Uh, oh, Firefly. Firefly. Yeah. yeah, those shows that like were like super unsuccessful, but had like extremely devoted fan bases. And uh, m- much like Firefly with Veronica Mars, I watched like two episodes, and I was like, I don't get this. I don't enjoy this, and I'm good. I'm done. Did, it did looks like he's it? just kind of buddies with a producer or something like that. Yeah, Rob Thomas, the guy who created the show, apparently 
and the lead singer for Matchbox Twenty. Y- yeah, same guy. They worked on a on an apparently some show Abdul Jabbar was developing, and he just really liked what he was doing and hired him and his writing partner to write for Veronica Mars. Yeah, you know, that's how this stuff happens. People meet people and are whatever want to work with them. That's it's it's fascinating to me. I I I you know Veronica Mars. Uh, it, 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 fun show. It had its issues, or I had my issues with it. Maybe is the better way to say it. But uh, mm-hmm. you know. But I enjoyed it, and it's. I do like the fact that some of these shows are getting to find, continue finding their audience in different ways. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I hope it, I hope it goes well. But yeah, it'll, uh, I guess that let this be further proof that you can. It's never too late to do. Although it probably helps if you're incredibly successful, famous, yeah. and and wealthy. I think it helps if you're Abdul <laughs> Jabbar for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I think being him is is part of the success story. I feel like. I guess Hulu does have plenty of original content. Like Hulu and Netflix both do the same things where they like mm-hmm. they buy I mean I know it's different, <laughs> but they they buy like content from other regions and then present it as original content in in other regions. Like like a lot of like Hulu original content is just like British shows that they've bought you know. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know if Hulu does have a lot of original shows. Guy, that's why I was. That's why I said, eh, because yeah, I don't know. Well, they've got like Shut Eye. They've got uh, uh, what's the big one that everyone loves? Hand, Handmaid's Tale. Is that on Hulu? I'm pretty sure it yeah, is. That was there. Oh, uh, they had Marvel's Runaways. I'm looking at their uh, their list of Hulu originals right now, and I've never heard of most of these shows. Ah, they do have The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. I mean, okay, that so was that's probably their successful. That's probably their one. Yeah, but n- none of these other ones have I ever heard of. So. Um, and I mean, you know, that doesn't mean they're not popular, but I just don't, I, they don't, you know, they're, they're not on the, like, you know, my, my only HBO, point, is, my Netflix, only point I'm trying to make is that it seems like they're, they lean more on the like, kind of like presenting stuff that they've essentially like outsourced as right. original content than producing Perfect. original content. So, cool. yeah, Guess I mean, they're getting in the game a little more, just like Apple. And I mean, you know, Disney basically owns Hulu now, right? Cause they, 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 didn't they take over majority ownership? Oh, wow. Does that mean that Netflix will lose all the uh, Marvel original series eventually? It uh, doesn't. Well, Disney's starting that. their own streaming service, right? Yeah. So yeah. Disney is starting their own streaming service, and we'll get all of the uh, Marvel movies. Uh-huh. But the uh, the existing Marvel TV shows will remain with Netflix, and any new seasons will. But there will be no new characters. Interesting. So I so don't like there'll any be no of new shows. So I don't really care. Uh, I enjoy uh, all of them at least a little bit, and some of them a lot. Cool. And some of them not so much. Scroggs, any opinion on uh, Netflix Marvel shows? Uh, I'm, I don't even, I'm, I'm just not a big fan of the Marvel universe. I mean, I, I like some of the movies, but I'm not. What's your favorite Marvel ready. movie? We've asked this to every guest we've had on the pod so far, so you should answer it. Is Guardians of the Galaxy a Marvel movie? It, it sure is. is. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite one by far. All right, well, there you go. Cool. Um, one last story before we start consulting our expert on uh, on the main story of the evening. Um. Elton Brand is now the GM of the Philadelphia uh, 76ers. Uh, he sure is. I did not see that coming. Search. No. I had no idea that he was... Uh, I guess he's he's been doing kind of that sort of stuff in the background, but I didn't... I didn't it feels like he was just playing like <laughs> two years ago. I guess it's been longer, but... Uh, um, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird choice. I... Uh, wish him the best of luck it's just a very weird choice 
I, I, I mean, he might be great. We know nothing, right? You would think in the situation that they're in, where they've got this like really young talents, and they have an opportunity to sort of break through in a way that they haven't really been able to in a long time, they'd want something more of an old hand, you know, someone who knows how to build around young talents and groom young talent, because these, these things can go wrong a thousand different ways, right? Do you think it has anything to do with wanting to find someone that the room will trust? I mean, given how uh, bol- how completely uh, um, what's his name lost uh, uh, the trust of the players? Do you think that Colangelo, this is about finding like the yeah the way that he's about finding? Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. What do you is think this a GM role where he's he's really in charge, or is it? No, he, he's the GM. Yeah, but I mean, he is going to lean. Brett Brown is going to be heavily involved, no? Sure. Yeah. I mean, different organizations they have like different meanings behind the GM title. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure how how powerful it was in Philly, but I mean, I guess they were they were doing a lot of stuff in the off season without a GM. So I guess maybe who knows how much he's actually going to be doing. But uh, I don't know. It seems like a pretty bold move to me. Like I like Elton Brand, and uh, he actually was just on Zach Lowe's podcast, and and uh, I listened to it, and he's uh, he sounds like he's got vision, and and uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what uh, happens to that team in the coming months and coming seasons. Um, I do find it very interesting because they have like a very short window now with which to add any more major pieces before mm-hmm. the extensions kick in, and and I'm curious to see what they're gonna. Yeah, I mean, this is such a crucial point in the development of a young team that has, you know, phenomenal talent. But again, these things can go. They, they so get away wrong. very quick. Yeah, yeah. they can. They, the windows are much uh, smaller than we usually uh, imagine. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a jerky part of me because I'm in the same division that just kind of wants it to go wrong. But that's a terrible to, thing to say. Yeah, and because you're a jerk. <laughs> I am a jerk. Um, <laughs> all right. So we didn't bring Scroggs on just because he's a uh, expert on youth culture, <laughs> uh, skate culture specifically. I would say, <laughs> Scroggs, you're from the lovely uh, state of Minnesota. That's right. The Twin Cities, uh, and That's right. you're a uh, uh, pretty big Timberwolves fan at at times. Um, of course, they haven't. <laughs> time. They haven't wow. made it easy, have they? <laughs> uh, way to throw some shade no. there. Yeah, I mean, I'm a follow all Minnesota teams, and Timberwolves are definitely way up there. Um, but yeah, they have been a hard team to follow for a long time. What would you say is number one for you? Is it the Twins? <sighs> probably the Twins. I mean, I definitely, that's the probably the only team I truly like follow in the sense that I, you know, know the organization really well and. Um, but I just kind of like baseball that way too. Sure. Um, I, I still get very emotional about the Vikings, which is obviously a huge, <laughs> a huge mistake. <laughs> Pardon me, I wish it really didn't exist. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Timberwolves. I mean, the, the Timberwolves were really good, you know, when I was in college. So there's That's definitely a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they've, they've had a lot go on in the uh, last few weeks and, I assumed that a lot of the uh, sort of uncertainty surrounding the team would have been resolved by now, but uh, there's still a lot of uncertainty. So they yes, hide- I guess did, did, Butler didn't play in that preseason, <laughs> preseason game, did he? 
I, you uh, know, I didn't check. I wonder. He must not have, right? Yeah, you would think not, yeah. Um, but <laughs> I didn't check, yeah. Well, if anyone has time to check, please do. Or if you're listening at home, pause the podcast, <laughs> check, and then you'll know. Um, <laughs> and you'll know, and we still won't. Yeah. He, he I mean, did not play. Uh, yeah, he did I, not play. I was going to say, I bet significant money that he didn't play. Um, because they played the Warriors and won, right? Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Wow, it's so exciting. Um, so they hired uh, or signed what's his face, uh, Lou Alde. Old what's his face? Old what's his face? <laughs> did you see the? Do you see the tweets that were like they have as many members of the 2012 Bulls as like the 2017 Wolves or something like that? Wow. <laughs> Good gravy! What the hell, Tom Thibodeau? Yeah, there's there's a few. There's a few things about the Wolves that I want to touch on, and I think we should save Jimmy Butler for last. Uh, just first of all, Scroggs, as a diehard super fan, uh, what do you... So this is year three of Tom Thibodeau now? Is that yes. correct? What, what are, your, what are yeah. your thoughts? Like, take us, How many years would you like to have? <laughs> take us through the journey. <laughs> so I think what really stands out about him is just how precipitous the decline in the sort of local opinion has been for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, people were euphoric about uh, the town's draft and then getting, uh, you're getting Thibodeau in. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and even after year one, I think people were very high and then then the Butler trade, of course. Um, But he is just completely hated now uh, locally. And I, (laughs) <laughs> I try to have my own opinions, but it's pretty hard not to be sucked into that. I, I don't think there's a single person who I like follow in the media who I like who doesn't just hate him now. So wow. I guess I'm I'm kind of along for the ride on that. You know? Do you do you get the sense that uh, organizationally they're sort of fed up with him? Because I know they seem to sort of uh, we'll we'll touch on this more when we get back to Jimmy, but like they seem to be at odds uh, the Thibodeau and the ownership about the direction of the team. Do you think? Well, I have, I have, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's really centered on the Butler stuff, right? There seems to be clear conflict and disagreement. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the ownership of the Wolves is, I, I did want to touch on that a little bit because Glenn Taylor is the owner mm-hmm. and he is clearly not very good at being an owner of an NBA team. I mean, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just tell the way the team has been and has been run. How long has he owned the team? The, 20 years? Since the mid nineties. Yeah. Do you think but, he's worse than James Dolan? Well, the thing is, Unlike almost yes. all these other the owners, or sorry, crappy owners. Um, uh, I'll believe that. It's okay. Sorry. For, it's okay. <laughs> uh, he, he saved the team from moving, right? So he, he's a local guy, um, you know, obviously wealthy, but he basically single-handedly saved them from Minnesota. So mm-hmm. people have a hard time disliking him. Yeah. So, but everything uh, else he's done has not really been great for the team. Yeah, I mean, the, just the overall team management is clearly very poor. I'm not really that familiar with the team on that level. Is he? Is it? Is it like a Dolan thing where he sort of doesn't let people do their job and they're sort of constantly uh, uh, readjusting their approach instead of letting things sort of uh, take take the time they need to coalesce when you're when you're trying to build a basketball team? You know, I I mean, I think the the biggest thing that most people point to is kind of like a general theme is the hiring of people that they're just familiar with and they know. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the all the stuff with like Flip and Sam Mitchell 
Um, Kevin I think McHale really stands out there. Years. Yeah, David Kevin McHale. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean the Joe Smith, uh, the, the Joe Smith deal is where I mean Simmons was talking about this on his podcast recently, and I think you you do want to go back to the Joe Smith thing where they lost like multiple first round draft picks for that underhand deal for freaking Joe Smith. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I think I think it's pretty widely known that Taylor he, he got punished for that, right? Like he yeah, definitely had a role in that. Oh yeah, uh, he was he was definitely involved. But I just think I just think clearly like you look at professional sports in general and I think like it's it's really not just a single person. I think it's like a culture in a lot of teams that some are very good and, and those teams consistently do well and I think some teams are very poor and unfortunately Tim Rolls are just one of those teams where everything is, is just kind of a underlying not good. Um, yeah. So the hardest thing in sports to have a bad owner. There's nothing you can do about it. Ark, would you take them? in seattle if they rebranded as the supersonics would that make you happy well i'd be really really sad for everyone in minnesota i don't really want a team to move to seattle i want an um expansion team to come to seattle uh but uh so you would but dilute the quality of the league overall just for your own personal gratification no i would argue that the league that there have never been more great basketball players available and we have more than enough talent with the european and other place expansion right, of whatever. players this isn't about you this is grog's section <laughs> you asked the question. Enough. <laughs> um, let's let's move on to Jimmy Butler a little bit because um, that's that's been is he extremely the greatest, po- possibly the second greatest Timberwolf of all time. Yeah, is he the second greatest Timberwolf of all time? <laughs> Herb, no. How did I narrate? How did I tell you about the um, the top ten Timberwolves list? We we went through that together, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> is there any way you could pull it up really quickly? <laughs> No, it was a it was a radio show I was uh, listening to. I, I really doubt they have a. Uh, I mean, I could find the recording. I'm depressing, sure though. It was hilarious. I mean, there was definitely players who had one season on the Wolves. <laughs> definitely in the, like the top five, there was someone that I'd yeah. never heard of. <laughs> really? I mean, you know, uh, Wally Zerbiak. I think was quite high. Oh, I like Wally Zerbiak. I forget about uh, him. Wally. World. Yeah, I mean, you got you got Garnett. I think Towns was like already number two. <laughs> oh, God. What about Kevin Love? <laughs> Oh so yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot about Kevin Love. Yeah, I think I was, think you could argue that Butler's maybe fourth all time. Yeah, you couldn't even do a Hall of Fame team. You could. You'd have to have a Hall of Fame. You'd have to bring someone else in. You know, in NBA 2K, you can play as like they call them the all-time teams, and it's just like the the best 15 players from a team. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you're playing as like the all-time Lakers, it's just brutal. You know. It's yeah. so hard to beat that. Like Kareem and Shaq and Wilt and, and Kobe yeah. and Jerry West. Jerry it's just like West. it's just insanity. And then you, when you play the all-time Wolves, it's just a lot of like, <gasps> who the heck is that guy? I did find the radio broadcast, but they don't have the... Uh, oh, oh, maybe they are listing the names. So you got Garnett, Love... <laughs> Zerbiak, number, <laughs> number three, oh <laughs> and then they had Towns. This yeah. is his first. This is his first year with the team. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure. Okay. Then Tom Gugliotta, Tom Gugliotta, <laughs> Sam Cassell, Sam oh, Mitchell. I, oh wow, Doug Sam West, like five Ricky Rubio, and, <laughs> and at the time they had Wiggins as the tenth. Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh my ah, gosh! Wow. Oh my god! That is that is an apocalypse. <laughs> like, oh my god! That is so, so awful. I mean, these are just opinions, right? But I don't think I don't think they're missing anybody. <laughs> yeah, so, like where's Blink? 
<laughs> Next year is the 30th Marvel anniversary game. of the team, by the way. I mean, their history with, with their history with Garnett. I mean, before until last year, they had only ever made the playoffs with Garnett for what for a dozen consecutive years or something. Um, they lost in the first round every year for nine years, and then they made the conference finals and never made the playoffs again. Yeah, yeah. That was against the Lakers, right? That conference finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the uh, 2004 Lakers. They've won one division title, and they made. They did make the playoffs once since then. They made it last year. Oh, uh, until last year, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so the the ownership stuff, which is not uh, super visible to even right, NBA before you sorry like before myself. you jumped into that, why did they retire? Oh, they, they only retired Malik Sealy's number because he was killed, right? He was passed. He was killed in a car accident. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the uh, only number of a player they've retired. Eddie Star Malik Sealy. Eddie, indeed, Malik Sealy, R.I.P. Um, they'll retire Garnett's number for sure at yeah. some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, so the the ownership stuff is not as visible to uh, even NDA diehards like myself and Arik. The Jimmy Butler stuff is obviously extremely uh, present in national media. People kind of trying to make heads of tail uh, of what's going on, and it's a, it's really pretty baffling. I mean, um, I guess I'm just curious, like what your thoughts are on all of it, you know, uh, with with in regards to Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I guess really the three options are, one, he just doesn't like Wiggins and Towns. Uh, mm-hmm. That seems to be the most likely thing. Um, there's some quote, there's some stories passing around of just like pretty toxic interactions that, that people witness between them, mm-hmm. which makes it sound like, you know, they just didn't get along. And I think relatedly, a lot of people are saying Butler is just kind of a loner type of person. Um, I, I think that the third one that I... Would be a little bit more interesting is just that he and Thibodeau don't, don't get along because they have such a history together. Hmm. Um, but there clearly seems to be a disconnect there as well. So I, I lean myself more towards the first, which is just that he really doesn't like Towns and, and Wiggins. Um, and there may be some contract stuff, but I don't really, I, it's kind of like weird NBA, you know, arcana that I don't really understand. But uh, I, I think it's just like a personality clash with the main guys on the team so obviously something like this is like first and foremost disappointing for you as a fan but i like how do you feel about jimmy butler are you like well if you don't like it here this much i guess you probably should leave or are you like to heck with that guy i mean it feels like such a mercenary situation at this point i guess mostly it's just disappointment with the team yeah Uh, you know like they were such, you know, they they were they were such a bad team for so long, um, and then they got the the that number one draft pick they'd always wanted with Towns, mm-hmm. um, and and like they got then, Wiggins as well. Yeah, they got Wiggins, and they got like the thing I, I walked through at the beginning here, um, mm-hmm. but with Butler it was kind of like, well, here's the way they're really going to build like a good core, yeah. and they clearly just completely fell on their face on that. Uh, yeah. And it's it's just not going to happen. And it's like, well, that if, if this is the closest they can get, <laughs> which is one one you know playoff win uh, in the first round in a series they had really no hope of winning, um, that's just. Well, like, I'll take it. Did they no. play? <laughs> who did they play? Oh, they played the Warriors, right? The Rockets. Yeah. Oh, the Rockets. It, it the was, Rockets. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was bad. Hmm. And 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 they and they have this thing where it's like, well, no free agent is going to come to Minnesota. And I guess as the Minnesotan, that's like the thing I always hated, mm-hmm. which is like, I don't want to live in this you know 
cold weather, but of course, like people live in Boston and Toronto. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, um, Twin Cities, I think, does have some things going for it. Uh, but, you know, I think this kind of like actually validates a lot of those people who are just saying such negative things about so, the. Um, I, want you, I want you to participate in this uh, mental exercise. Imagine you. Jimmy Butler has been traded to New York. They finally have accepted some combination of okay players, maybe some future assets. But you obviously you don't have Jimmy Butler anymore. And all of a sudden, the game comes around as Timberwolves versus Knicks. Do you feel like, I hope we kick this guy's butt, or is it just like another... another I don't game? care. You don't the, care. The level of hate in my heart for Kevin Love is way, way higher than <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Wow. Hating on Mr. Love. Did he force his way out? I thought they were... Yeah, he forced his way out. And he did this whole, like... He's also Mike Love's nephew, so screw him. You hate Kevin Love for reasons that have nothing to do with Kevin Love. It sounds like Scruggs has actual reasons for hating Kevin Love. I mean, he did all this weird... He did all this courting of other teams, right? Like, didn't didn't he, like, show up in Boston in, like, a Celtics jersey or something stupid like that? He didn't wear a jersey, but... He didn't wear a jersey, but he showed up to Boston to just kind of check the city out and was take, like taking pictures pictures with fans. And yeah, it was clearly uh, was courting the city. Yeah, and he took he took this whole attitude of like he you know he never made the playoffs on the Wolves, right? And he took this whole attitude like he was you know some superstar titan type of yeah. player. It's really infuriating. You know, I felt like obviously he was he was great on the Cavs and he fit a really great role there, but. Uh, Kevin Love to me seems like a guy who just like puts up numbers and it doesn't really care how the team does and and we'll see how this year goes for Cleveland. Would you rather be a Cavs fan for the next four years or a Wolves fan for the next four years? Wolves, yeah, I got Towns. Yeah, Towns, and I mean Wiggins still is young and can develop, and uh, and they've got you know, well that's really all they've got. But <laughs> they got they got they got Tyus Jones, local local okay. kid. They got oh, yeah. Georgi Jing. He's probably going to go out if they. Uh, yeah, trade, I know. Uh, that's Jimmy that's, Butler. that's a salary getting, dump waiting to happen. Getting rid of him. Yeah. It's, have, you uh, guys the contro- have you guys followed the controversy about whether when Thibodeau knew that Butler wanted a trade? No. no. So people are saying he's trying to local keep local drama. I mean, people are saying that that he must have known months ago uh, right. and that did not pursue. We, everybody knows he's not really pursuing trade opportunities seriously now, but that he, he could have pursued trade opportunities you know months ago when they might have actually gotten a much better return. Oh, yeah. like pre-draft. Um, just, or... like, you know, he's stuck his head in the sand and is now lying about it. I think that's a very negative story going on right now. That's interesting. Right, so I had not heard about that. Um, over under two more years, two and a half seasons for Tom Thibodeau, would you take the over or under it? How long was the main coach? Uh, under, <laughs> I'd be I'd be surprised he makes it. When when is the draft? The next draft? I'd be surprised if he's there June. for that. June, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 he and Taylor seem to be completely on the outs. Yeah. Like the stories about the conflict over the trade. I would just get rid of him as soon as possible and move on. You know, I mean, if they trade Butler and they have another year with Thibodeau, like it's just a wasted year. You know, like. He's obviously not your coach of the future. I think Towns hates him, um, but fortunately, he he signed that extension, so we still, we still have him. But you no, know. do we think that... is on the books for another three years? Right? Yeah, he's a ma- he just signed his max last year. Is there any? Is this the last time we we see? Like, when will we next see a, the coach GM combo job again? Like the, this and Stan 
They killed it, right? That's dead now. I think it's going to be a while because there was none of the recent ones were successful at all. Yeah, right. Doc you got to see somebody like a disaster. Stan was a disaster. Uh, yeah, and now this one is obviously has not gone well either. Yeah, so it won't be till we get the next like Greg Popovich type thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, crazy. Like maybe like if Pat Riley retires ten years from now and Spolster is still coaching, they let him like take over. But I think it'd be something like that. Someone who'd been working with like a great GM for a long time. Crazy. Well, Scruggs, I hope that uh I hope that they surprise us this year and uh look pretty good. Um Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be rooting for them a little bit. I don't I'm gonna say they're they're probably they're projected to be like what like probably like around eleven in the West ten or eleven. Is this with Butler? Yeah, I mean they were they, they were they were barely the eight right last yeah. year. So they're still um, better than the Kings. They're yeah. still better than the Suns probably. <laughs> last year they were, they probably like were, were five or six, but with the Butler injury, that's yeah. what knocked them down quite a bit. Maybe even higher. It was very tight at the back. They were like in the top three. They were in. They were three or four until until Butler was injured. That's incredible. I know. Well, you guys are such Zach Lowe fans. I I think he was the one who was commenting on the Wiggins future is is probably another very interesting story that is kind of underrated, which is that it's looking like Wiggins is just not a good player. Um, Well, but I guess really a lot a lot comes down to to that. Not not the player that uh, they hoped he would be. Um, yeah, not yeah. the defensive monster and superstar. I mean, they, they, he really was supposed to be like a superstar, and, yeah. and it doesn't doesn't look like he is. No, but he. How I, old is he now? I mean, they signed the max last year. I mean, that's looking like a huge mistake. Yeah. He, so this will be his fifth year, right? Uh, something like that. That's but he's amazing. still only twenty three years old. That is amazing! Wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah, fifth year. <laughs> God, Crazy. When you're old like we are, <laughs> these seasons Time just, just passes, fly huh? by. Wiggins uh, has all the tools, so if if it ever comes together for him, you know he could still be a monster. But maybe there the, is not maybe a strong it's, history. It's just a matter of having the right coach, you know. Like, yeah, I think he could be. He could end up being, you know, a, a couple time All Star by the time he retires. But it's it's very hard. There's not a history of. I mean, there are late bloomers, but they're not like it's not usually late bloomers to like superstar. You know, he yeah, might be a very. I guess he might end up being a very good. And I guess going back to that organizational stuff I was saying earlier, like the Timberwolves feel like the team that could, you know, incubate that kind of player. No, uh, yeah. all of them. Yeah. To be honest with you, no. Yeah, and you wonder Flip like if, if he had been on the Spurs as a rookie and spent his last five years there, would you know would he look like like some? Yeah, or, or the Warriors. He would be per, kind of perfect for the Warriors. Yeah. Oh. Well. Uh, I can't tell you how grateful we are that you've uh, joined us to discuss uh, discuss your team, which is, is not uh, not a fun thing to talk about right now. But it is very interesting to uh, NBA fans. Well, it's been, yeah, it's been we very therapeutic. It. I'm sorry, I don't have any inside information to to bring to the table. But, yeah, come uh, on, dude. I thought everyone in Minnesota uh, talked <laughs> to everyone and knew everything. I was, was I was I was on. hoping for slightly more table flipping, but I, I'm happy with it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> unfortunately, we're so deep into this pod. I don't think we can really afford to talk about the film. Do, do we put it no? Off let's do it. Yeah, let's do it next time. Oh, I love this movie so much. You didn't oh, watch God, it for the pod, too. did you, Scruggs? 
I didn't watch it, but I mean, I've seen it probably a couple dozen times. I guess my one question I would have, or uh-huh. do, do you want you want to save any discussion for no, no, if you have a question, no, no, please. ask your question. Yeah. We won't get into it. We'll save it. Well, this will be a teaser for next week. I mean, so many movies from that era, especially with of like comedies of that type, feel I'm sure so inappropriate now. Yeah. Like, how how does that come across from that lens? There are a few things, yes. um, that kind of toe the line but it's not nearly as bad as a lot of like like if you watch revenge from the nerds they're basically like basing comedic scenes around sexual assault there's nothing that bad no there's some minor minor sexism minor questionable things but honestly yeah in that era this is not bad and it remains just an extremely uh enjoyable so great we'll talk about it more next week um yeah Lovely film. I'm trying to think if there are any other questions I had. Is uh, is Minnesota? I know some of their other teams do this as well, but in, it, within the NBA, are there any other teams that use the state for their name instead of like a city? The Indiana. Oh, good call, Indiana Pacers. Yeah. yeah. And there's uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they, I believe, isn't it true that the Warriors are the only one not named after a city or state? Uh, a nickname? I think that's correct. Yeah. I wonder if they change it back to San Francisco Warriors, though, next year, wouldn't they? No, Brooklyn. no, they're not going to. Brooklyn is a city. Brooklyn is a city. Oh, it is? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was part of New York City. Well, no, oh, well, New York City is saying, a, yeah. New York City is kind of a weird thing where they merged, uh, they merged two things into the same thing, and then, and then... Uh, it's both its own borough slash city slash a part of a bigger thing because Manhattan is also New York City technically. It's very complicated. Leave it to art to be the most hipster. I know. Wait, what, how is that hipster? Because <laughs> Brooklyn is hipster. That's oh. Arizona, right, by the way. Deep Space Nine and listen to the Soup Dragons. Yeah, hipster. By the way, Arizona Diamondbacks, Colorado Rockies. Just in terms of Oops. you said like state names. Yeah, there are, there are a bunch. Chicago White. Uh, I mean, Chicago. Jesus. <laughs> I meant in basketball oh, for the record. Texas Rangers. Oh, you meant just in basketball? Yeah. You didn't specify that, so I said I you know I, what? I understood it was I understood it to be basketball as well. So. Okay. Ark spends a lot of time thinking about snarky stuff to say and only listens to half of what comes out of my mouth. That Utah. You think I listen to half? Utah. <laughs> Utah Jazz, good call. Wow, you guys are Utah. good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pulled up the uh, list of NBA teams and went through oh, it. Oh, cheating. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but the, yeah, I think the Golden State Warriors are the only one named after uh, named after region. No, I, Herb, so they said, uh, I, I don't know if they fully admitted that they were planning on changing the name, but they said, like, if we were ever thinking of changing the name, we would never do that now because they've been so successful that, like, Golden State Warriors is a brand known around the world. Like you see it everywhere you go. That they it just would be insane for them to try to rebrand at this point. So That's they're, they're interesting not though, because like, is it insane? Because if they change it and they're still a, a titan, which they will be next year, all of a sudden people have to get new gear, right? It's like when Kobe changed his number. Yeah, like, I, I think they're worried. I think they're worried that it has a lot of equity with places that don't know anything about California or anything and they just know the golden state warriors and they just want to like i think they're just going to ride this thing out so i think they absolutely were planning on changing it and maybe they will in the future when the team goes on to some fallow years and they need that kind of stuff but i don't think they're really worried about selling you know more they're selling so many damn jerseys scross this is kind of an uh sort of like an area that you're somewhat familiar with what, what do you think with should they change it or should they stay the same 
Oh, should they is not the question we were talking about. It's will they, but sure. I'm talking to Scrog, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I think probably they should not change it, at least right away. But, I mean, they're part of the NBA, so they're going to get... I mean, they get so much branding just as being, like, in the NBA. I mean, no matter what their name is, they're going to be on, you know, 82 games a year. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, obviously, yeah. I think our, I think they'll just take all the names they can and install the jerseys they can with different names on them. I mean, that's sure. what every team does. So, cool. yeah, cool, cool. Uh, it wouldn't an alternate jersey. Well, they certainly are going to do that. Yeah, like one of the legacy ones. I always thought it seemed kind of off-brand that they were called the Golden State Warriors. Like, yeah. especially before I really followed the NBA that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, yeah, I think it's, it is. You're right. It's so iconic. More interesting to me question: If staying in Oakland. Do you think they changed their name to the Oakland Warriors? Like Oakland's rising in the city kind of deal. Yeah, think I think when you look? when you look at like the 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 rising profile of that city, I think that's I think that's certainly something that is very much more possible than it would have seemed twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, we have been going on forever, Scroggs. It really has been a pleasure to have you on the pod. Oh yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. I'm glad I could uh, let it all out a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> we know when the Wolves uh, are in the finals. Uh, just let me know, and I'll. Uh, <laughs> I will bring you back. We'll bring you back. If we the know, Wolves end up surprising everyone, we'll definitely bring you back. We know you're a busy guy, but hopefully we can have you on again sometime before before that, or maybe that'll happen sooner than we think. You never know. Yeah, no, sure thing. I'll look forward to the uh, major league conversation. Have it uh, have it soon. Cool. Right we on. Will. We will. All right, to all our listeners. Uh, thanks for listening to the Playground Rules. Uh, hopefully you made it this far. And uh, we'll be back soon. Season's right around the corner. Yeah. Right around the corner. Exciting. All right. Bye.